If we go into an experience thinking that alcohol is going to make us feel better or more sexy, that's the story we're telling ourselves that we believe that to be true. So when the alcohol's on board, we think that that's happening. The same situation goes for if you're not drinking alcohol and you're setting the intention to like, I'm going to try and be more sexy without this. I'm going to either way, whatever you believe is going to become true. Well, everybody, welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We are going deep in more ways than one, talking all things sex and non-monogamy, mental health and personal growth, and all the sexy fun times that happen in between. So we're happy that you're here. Thanks for joining us. I'm Elle. And I'm V. And I feel like uh, kind of downloading about last weekend is the perfect example of what we do. So let's explain what it was. We called it the Joyzy Shore. So a spinoff of Jersey Shore because we were at a Jersey beach (laughs) and our friends have a house there. So we had 17 of us just kind of go and we had two themes each night. Uh, First night was Jersey Shore. (laughs) It was Guido night. And then the second night theme was Under the Sea. Under the Sea. Yeah. So a lot of mermaids came out it was a good weekend. So we kind of, it was a nice mixture. I think the whole weekend was like, I don't know, we went to the beach. It was like hanging out, playing guitar and singing. And then we had our sexy times. We played board games. It was a really like, I don't know, really wholesome weekend for me. So I really enjoyed, enjoyed it all. Yeah. So I, I've gotten a couple of questions from people saying like, you know, they, they want to glimpse into our lives when everyone's together. So I think this is going to be that. It's like basically like you're hanging out with a huge group of your friends, but at night or even during the day, like there's just that element of sex can be thrown in there basically. Yeah. And I think it's hard to wrap your head around like if you haven't been in that situation because it's like when I hang out with my traditional friends, you know, we're all just, we're doing the same thing. We're playing can jam. We're playing telestrations around a table, grilling and stuff like that, drinking. And then two people can go off that aren't in a couple and have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think for us too, like, you know, we'll start off the night, like everyone arrives at different times on the first day. So it's kind of like everyone's reconnecting, remingling, catching up. So it seems to stay more in the friendly zone on the first night because of the reconnection plus everybody arriving at different times. I know for me, like if I come to a party and it's like 10 or 11 at night and everyone's already been going, for me, it's just like, a I just need a, I need a minute to like mm. integrate and feel the vibes and relax. And I can't just jump right into sex right away. So um, I think that, you know, the last couple arrived, I think at midnight or 1230. So I just felt like, I don't know, I was waiting for them to come. I was anticipating that I was more focused on the arrival than I was on like having sexy fun. So um, I don't know if that impacted you. Do, do you ever think about that? Like the trickling in of people and like how, if that changes the vibe or energy? Yeah. I think also because everybody lives so far away, I think that was a huge part of my weekend was just savoring every moment with everybody that I don't see that often. And we'll talk about this more in depth, but Jay and I had Holly come and it was our first time having a third there Yeah, and how that really changed the experience, particularly for me. Uh, and, But I noticed, you know, it's hard to balance two partners 
and reconnecting with all your friends from far away yeah. because it, it just put into focus so much more how much I rely on these weekends to just focus on everybody from far away. And I think Jay and I have kind of gotten into a rhythm and a routine and we've had the triggers. We've had the difficult moments at these uh, parties in the past where now he understands if I'm just like off doing my thing and just reconnecting with the girls. And maybe I'm not part of the orgy because I'm just like, you know, in a (laughs) room with you chatting. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was a difficult balance for me this time, I would say. So yeah, to answer your question, I think there is a different energy when you're still anticipating arrivals for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And to like put it into perspective for some people about how these parties work, I think that what really changes the energy to sexy is the ambiance and the vibe. And there's always like a set time, like, hey, 10 p.m., we're getting into outfits, we're getting into our stuff. And so at that point, it's like all the girls run upstairs or like everyone's getting ready together. And then the guys are dropping down the mattresses, putting down the waterproof blankets, putting out the sex toys, setting up the machines, putting the lights on, you know, the DJ's getting started to like play the music. And that's like kind of what switches it into sexy time. And then everyone's in their sexy clothes. And now everyone's like giant each other up. For me, it's a visual thing. I like to see everybody in their outfits and get turned on and stuff. But Well, that was another thing that I've been pondering. It's like sometimes these themes, it's like, oh my God, it's so much work. It's so much money, you know? And I don't know why themes. I have a couple of answers for myself. I guess, did you just answer it? By saying no. you switch into sexy time? Or? Yeah. So I have two theories about why themes work and why they're important. And I think it's because one, yes, I purposely, if I'm doing a theme, well, no matter what the theme is, I try to wear something that makes me feel sexy in it. So I'm not just dressing a costume theme just to dress a costume like I'm going out on Halloween. I am a more intentional with how I feel in that outfit. So one, for me personally, it's, I feel good in that outfit and I feel sexy. So that's And like, what one. do you want to channel? Like it allows you to, I'm thinking of under the sea. It's like, you know, if you're a mermaid, you can, it's kind of fulfilling like a, a fantasy that maybe you didn't have, but like, it's, it's fun. It's almost role-playing. Yeah. Right? And you can, you can be a siren or that's a part of myself that I can channel. So I think that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so that's my number one is number one, everyone's wearing a lot less clothes. Everybody looks sexy and it switches everybody. The next thing, and I think is the most important thing is it's a unifying and group activity, so to speak. Like everybody's on the same page. It's like, I want to compare this to say you're at a nude pool and there's one or two people closed. That feels weird. And like, everybody's off a little bit. Like, oh, what's going on here? Like, I feel more naked now, kind of like we talked about at Hedo. But if everybody's dressed up, if everybody's in the same theme, or if even if it's not a theme, everybody's in costume, everyone's like on the same page. And that also, I think, unifies everybody to the same level. So those are my I think theories about it. I love that. You must have thought about this before. Yeah. I didn't like- <laughs> yeah. I I have had this conversation with Brandy before too, about what makes themes work for everybody. Yeah. Well, and what you said with like unifying, I'm picturing all the girls getting together on Friday night, putting in bump bits and, you know, 
I, it brings me back to middle school and high school when you would get together with your girls for a dance or something like that. And it's just like the ritual of getting ready and a transition from daytime to nighttime. You're right. There's just, there's so many aspects to it. And I'm trying to think if there was not a theme and it was just, okay, put on sexy clothes or something like that. As long as you're changing your clothes I think is a huge thing and you're wearing less. And I guess like step number three would be actually creating a space for play. Like I know for me, I like to be respectful fucking on people's couches and like things like that. So if there's a blanket down, I'm like, cool. Like I feel more free in this environment because it's set up for me to play here as opposed to like, Ooh, should we play here or should we like play somewhere else? Yeah. Well, so I loved our themes this weekend and I wouldn't say that I was as intentional as you just described with my costumes, but I want to get back to that because I know in the past I have been like, okay, within this theme, what's going to make me feel like really sexy? And I think I've gotten away from that. So I think that's really helpful. Thank you for expressing that. So, okay. Enough about themes. (laughs) Yeah. So going into the weekend, one thing that I wanted to kind of share was we talked about like fears, desires, and boundaries. So, you know, there was four of us on the beach on Friday because we were one of the first ones there. And so we kind of shared amongst the four of us what was going on. And I felt really comfortable to share my fear, which going into this weekend, I wanted to be completely sober. And so I have never done any kind of lifestyle trip sober. And I was a little worried about that. But the reason why I chose to do this is because Em and I are trying to get pregnant and we've been partying a lot, not sleeping and like drinking a lot of alcohol. And so I just need to really clean up my body and just really prepare for that kind of environment to have a baby. I mean, I do holistic health for a living. I need to practice what I preach. And so I challenged myself this weekend to say like, okay, like we've been having an event every two weeks. Like I need to like really reel this in. So I expressed my fear on the beach. Why do we do substances? Right. And I think about like, why do I need this? And I had to really sit with myself and understand, well, it it makes me feel silly. Like I think I'm funnier or I get more sexy. I can relax more. I need my liquid courage. There was all these stories I was telling myself and I was like, I don't need that stuff. Like I can do this sober. And so my fear was just being able to step into myself and feel comfortable feel sexy and be playful without substances. And so I basically told everybody because I feel like whenever you're trying to do something, I think that you should share it with everybody and get everybody's support and say like, Hey, I'm trying to be sober this weekend. I'm trying to create an environment for baby. And so I'm deciding to be sober. And so in sharing this, I spoke with Brandy and she was like, I'm sober this weekend too. She's like, I've been sober at most of these parties because she's also trying to get pregnant. She's like, I'm excited for you to like try this out. So What I can say is going through the whole weekend, it was much easier than I thought. And I think the hardest part for me was just staying awake. Like the first night, it was a Friday night. We had a long work week. I definitely put myself to bed at 2.30, but everybody was still awake. The next night, I was high off of like everybody else's energy. And I pulled an all-nighter, which again, I know is not great for my health, but we're, we're, we're health, but we're headed in the right direction, Balance. guys. Balance. <laughs> There's no, no substances. And so I would say the hardest part was staying awake, but overall I felt way more connected with people that I was having conversations with. I had zero level of social anxiety. And I realized that I think that the substances can obviously can contribute to anxiety. I think a a lot of things that we do are uppers. Were you drinking coffee and stuff too? 
Uh, just the one morning I had coffee, but um, yeah, in the mornings, but that was really it. I didn't have it any, any other time of the day. So I don't know. I would say that I had no social anxiety and I would say that I had and no alcohol. Yeah. No alcohol, not even a sip. And there was no, I felt way more connected, way more quality connections. And I had a, I had a great time to the point where I was like, wow, I could do this every weekend. I don't need this stuff. And when I was telling my friends, like people were coming up to me over the weekend, like mommy came up to me and she was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, this is awesome. And then like, um, B came up to me and she was like, I can't even tell, like, you're, you're fine. Like I I would never know that you weren't on, weren't or were on substances. Like you're the same, like you're still fun. You're still silly. Like everything. Yeah. I felt more connected to you. Yumi and Jeb had a really great conversation one night in the kitchen. And so I, I'll share. I'm on um, a journey of cutting alcohol out of my life. And this weekend was not the first weekend that I did it. So it was a little bit easier, but I think it's interesting to hear you say like how easy it was for you because it certainly was not so easy for me the first couple of times I went into these things with no alcohol. Um, It's like you realize once you cut it out, how long you have been using alcohol as a social lubricant, as a like help to relieve stress, as a a ritual for celebration, you know? It's like you have to unlearn all of this stuff that we've been doing since, let's be honest, we most of us have been drinking since before we were 21. Yeah. You know, I don't think I knew how to socialize without it comfortably you know, and it, I had more connective conversations this weekend with you, with Jeb, with everybody, because I'm more present, yeah, present. present. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then just with how much you and I both love personal growth and like our journeys and within ourselves, it's so cool to observe myself in these situations whenever like, I'm like, damn it, I really fucking want to drink how I work through that. And then coming out the other side and being like, wow, I'm stronger than I fucking thought, you know? Uh, and if anyone else is going through this, I'll share a fun little thing that Jay and I do. If I, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm Yeah. Say. Cause I walked in on it once. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm really craving something, I have, you know, the support in Jay, I can go to him and be like, babe, I'm really struggling right now. Like I want a drink and he'll be like, all right, put my dick in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Open wide. (laughs) And and so it's like, it's this funny way to kind of divert my attention from wanting alcohol in my mouth. And it's like, okay, go into a bathroom, have a funny little moment put his dick in my mouth for even five seconds and it like, <laughs> takes the, the seriousness out of it and what I'm trying to do and not drink. And, and then we're into funny, silly times and he'll help me go find like a, you know, non-alcoholic 
drink. Yeah, and, and I love that. I mean, yeah. you're making it from like a I don't want to say like a like a traumatizing but like, you know, you're in the grips of a I want to do this, you know, to then making it fun and playful and like, all right, I'll put your dick in my mouth, you know, like yeah, I deserve yeah. it. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 exactly what everybody needs when they're making change in any part of your life is like what is your habit currently and you need to have a plan in place about what you're going to do instead when that feeling arises or that moment comes up. So kudos to you for having a plan place. What a plan it is. <laughs> and I loved it. I don't, I think it might've been the other time we were at the Jersey Shore. You, bacon Fest. Yeah. Bacon Fest. And I walked into the bedroom and you guys were in the bathroom and you were sitting on the toilet and I walked in to, say, to grab you for something. And Jay had his dick in your mouth while you were sitting <laughs> on the toilet. And I'll do that too. Like if I'm in the bathroom with N and we're having a chat, you know, that's where kind of where our serious conversations happen. So it was probably when you and him were having your conversation and you were on the toilet and he was like, open up, like we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I walked in and you're like, this is what we do now. (laughs) It has really contributed to my life and, and added to my life to kind of cut out alcohol for the time being. We'll see how long it lasts. Happy for you that you didn't have any triggers, by the way. Yeah. And honestly, I just was more present and aware. Like my wits were with me, so I could talk myself through anything, but I didn't have any twinges. Do you think it's also helpful to know that you're doing this for like a reason outside of yourself to to create Uh, a baby, basically? I would say that, yes, my primary focus right now is to have a baby. And so it's a lot easier for me to make these decisions. So while it was easy for me to do this this weekend, like I would love to try this again in a different scenario where I didn't have something greater than me that I was working towards, you know, to see if you could do it. Yeah. Like I I don't know that it was a true assessment of self-control on my own, if that makes sense. Sending positive vibes to your womb. Yeah. Talk (laughs) to my my womb. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I, I I thought that was so cool that you were doing that. And it was, we had some really great conversations with people this weekend about that. And it seems like our group is kind of moving in a direction, especially with everybody trying to get, well, everybody, some people trying to get pregnant and you know, these parties are going to look different. Yeah. And, and it was interesting. Like the only thing that came up was mommy came up to me on Saturday during the day and she like almost like checked in on me and she was like, Hey, like, she was like, I noticed last night, which was Friday night, the first night that like, you were a little bit more quiet. Like I said to T Money, like, wow, Elle is not, you know, herself. Like, normally I'm like sexy, flirting, touching. I'm like initiating something. And she was like, I just wanted to like check in and see if you were okay. I, you know, I heard on a previous podcast, <laughs> she was like, that maybe you're feeling like you're overly sexual and you're, you're cutting yourself back a little bit. I said, that's a good point. I said, sometimes I do feel that way. And I said, that could have been a part of it. And then that's what I told her. I was sober. And she was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I was just kind of like first night adjusting, feeling my vibes, trying to understand what was going on. And like, you know, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was in my head all night, but I think I was cognizant that like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't initiating a lot. Well, so to that point, did you feel sexy? I did. Yeah. I had, I had some really good quality experiences. I would say that I had... I wished I did more. It was interesting. I had desires as the weekend went on, like, ooh, I want to play with that person. Ooh, I want to play with that person. But I didn't drive to go get that the way that I normally would. So I just kind of let things happen organically as opposed to being a go-getter and getting it myself. 
So, but again, learning experience, like I just need to, I had to understand where I was. So something I've noticed with not drinking is that I am more sexual in the sexual situations that I put myself in. Oh, interesting. So with, without substances, you're more sexual? Correct. Without the alcohol? Oh, okay, cool. And I think you, me, and Jeb kind of touched on this too. It's like we think that alcohol and anything else we put into our bodies are going to enhance these experiences and break down our walls and barriers. But in reflection, it, it does, it's a, it's a shortcut to those things, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you get there to that destination, it's not more connective. I think doing the work to overcome your natural hurdles without the help of substances and then getting to the destination of either a deep conversation or sex, the destination is more fruitful and deeper. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, what makes me think about that is the intention behind that. So if we go into an experience thinking that alcohol is going to make us feel better or more sexy that's the story we're telling ourselves that we believe that to be true. So when the alcohol's on board, we think that that's happening. The same situation goes for if you're not drinking alcohol and you're setting the intention to like, I'm going to try and be more sexy without this. I'm going to either way, whatever you believe is going to become true. I feel like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes um, total sense. You know, I think that us going through these experiences and setting the intention that I'm still going to be sexy without the substances. And I'm, you know, the, the intentions were there to, to lead us and attract us to that kind of energy. I mean, and I'll say a great example of that is our morning threesome at bacon fest where I felt naturally sexy in the morning. I didn't need any substance help and, you know, I think in the past I might've been like, Ooh, let me go get a mimosa or something like that, thinking that it would loosen me up. But instead, you know, just staying in bed with you two and capitalizing on my naturally sexual feelings, it just became a really great, deep, connective experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of deep, connective experiences, So a highlight that I'm thinking of when you did get sexy was, so it started out as a threesome between you, Holly, and Nadia, and wasn't the intention to do DP with two strap-ons, Yes, correct? That was how this whole thing started. And then it turned into a six-sum and then a five-sum, I think. So tell us the story. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So we had talked about that being a desire going into the weekend. I think you brought it up at the beach. So it was kind of like on the back burner. So the next day, Saturday comes around, everybody's warmed up. And so... Well, so sorry, really quick. Reason why this was a desire is because Jay, Holly, and I on the drive down uh, were talking about our fears, desires, and boundaries. And we were, I was like, oh, did you bring your strap on? We were like, oh, fuck. Elle probably brought her strap on. Have any of us ever seen DP with two strap ons? So it's all women. And we were like, no, no. So that's why this came about. And to this point, Another aha moment that I had this weekend was goal-oriented fucking. There we go. Uh, So I find in big groups, I think that 
having a goal like, okay, we're going to DVP with two strap-ons, it gets the the momentum going. So even if you're not feeling sexual, you you have a goal in mind. It's like, all right, we're going to check this off the list. And then the sexiness happens around it. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, 100%. Like, M came up to grab me. Uh, we were all like had gotten back from the beach. Some of us were showering, getting ready for the night. And so he was like, hey, grab your strap on. We're going to do this DP. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like I'm coming right down. So I like perked right up. I was like, great. Came downstairs. The girls were there. And so I walked into the room. The lights were really low and dark. And there was only one bed in the room, but all three of the boys were sitting on the floor <laughs> watching as Holly and Nadia were on the bed. The three of us have like a very similar sexual energy. I think that we, uh, the word that one of the boys said that I resonated with was, um, we all just have this like primal energy within us. Like we're very go-getters. We're very immersed. We're very present. Like we're just, I don't know. There's a, something about the three of us that is similar. And so, um, we started playing and I, at some point forgot that the boys were there. Like I was very immersed in the threesome. And so we were doing different trains and, you know, Holly was lying on her back while Nadia was licking her pussy. And I was fucking um, Nadia with a strap on. And so that was really hot. And we ended up like switching and, you know, I was fucking Holly in the same position. She was licking uh, Nadia's pussy. So I was able to fuck them both. And I I think we went, I don't know how long we were doing it for, but it must have been like 20 or 30 minutes. Like the boys weren't even in it yet. They were just watching the whole time. And it was really nice because I felt like it was just the three of us in the room. It felt like a true girl threesome. So unfortunately, we did not end up DPing. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I guess that's the point of like, okay, you start with a goal in mind. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the goal happens or not, but would that threesome have happened then or at all? If it wasn't like, okay, we're going to check this off the list. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, uh-huh. It gets you into it. And then, so I came in at some point and saw the boys on the ground watching everybody. And I didn't want to join at that point. I wasn't feeling very sexual. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch. This is so hot. This is so cool. And then, and it was so cute how the boys were just like so respectful mm-hmm. of watching their women just like be so sexy together. And you know, not try to join in or anything like that. Uh, But then of course, I'm a girl. So I was allowed to join in if I wanted to. So like, I I went to like, kind of prep myself for a second. And then I came back in. And by that point, I think the girls had been like, boys, come on up. So it turned into this like big seven sum. And, and then some of the boys dropped out. So it turned into, I think there were like a threesome foursome, like you were in it too. There were three yeah. girls and you were in there too. Five five of us at the end. So it was all the girls and Jay. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Because then um, Jay was fucking you and I was riding your face. Oh, yes. That was so... There's something about, I don't want to say being distracted, but like doing something up north while something is happening up down south. Like it just is hot. Like whether that's two dicks in your mouth or a pussy in my mouth, super hot. I ended up coming that way. It's interesting that you say that because that was something I was kind of analyzing this weekend too, is like, sometimes it's hard for me to come that way because I'm distracted by trying to lick the pussy on me. But 
on the other hand, you're right. It's like, it helps me get out of my head and into my body. So yeah. I have this love-hate relationship with it. It's it's strange. Yeah, I, I, do I like, like the, the focus. Distraction. Yeah, the distracted and focused attention, I think, is better. Because like I said, it, it, exactly what you just said, you get out of I think it's so funny that you body. just use the word focus and I use the word distraction. <laughs> That's so funny. They're opposites. Because I think this goes also to the point of, I have trouble just letting go and receiving. So if someone's going down on me, it is really helpful to have someone sit on my face so that I'm getting a little bit of both worlds of like, okay, I can receive, but I'm also giving, which is where I'm most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was a fun experience. I definitely, like at, at some point I did click back in and realize, oh, wow, the boys are sitting on the floor. And then I kind of felt like, oh, we should invite them in now. You know? So I was like, so I was whispering to the girls, like, should we invite the boys in? Let's wave them in, you know? So it was, it was, it was fun. Um, but I really enjoyed that experience because it felt like a true like girl, girl threesome. And then having everybody jump in after is fun. Cause I think at the end of the day, I do always want a real dick. Um, strap-ons are great, but <laughs> I think you said that. Yeah, yeah. you were like, I really I want to be fucked. And I was like, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> he is always on point. Like, if I if if we ever need someone to fuck, like he is like, I'm in, hands up, I'm ready. Here I am. <laughs> you know, I love, I love that about him. <laughs> Which is funny because that's one of the reasons why I love being in this lifestyle, because I would not be able to satisfy his sexual needs if he wasn't quote unquote allowed to fuck other people, you know, I think if we were in a monogamous relationship, I, I would be overwhelmed. He would resent me. I would resent him for making me feel like I needed to fuck. And I, I just think about that, uh, alternate universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And this is just so perfect. And I, I experienced so much compersion with this group because I trust everybody so implicitly. Mm -hmm. And it brings me so much joy to see him loving other people and other people loving him. Yeah. Yeah. Another really cool thing that happened during this seven, some then five, some whatever so after Jay finished fucking you, Nadia was like, if you come in her pussy, I'll lick it out. <laughs> yeah. She volunteered herself. And Jay was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and then you were like, oh, okay. If you want to, like, if you're into that, you know, and I wanted to get your perception of that because I know that you have a thing sometimes with cum and, you know, squirt juice. It wasn't my cum. It was his cum. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, and so I think that with Nadia, she is, I admire this about her and aim to Embody. Be more like her yeah, in this way. Yeah. Too. She is just so comfortable with juices and and I love that about her. And so I not that I think anyone else would judge me. It's just she's so comfortable in a way that I've never seen before that if there was any kind of smell or funk down there after Jay fucked me, like I would feel 100% comfortable with it because she loves it. She is so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so hot, seeing her yeah. so into it. Like, I don't know. I think I would do like come out of a pussy, but it's not something I normally go to as something that turns me on at first, but in the moment it can always be hot. Yeah. So had it, so you didn't mind that she did that to cheat? No. So she was laying with her head at the edge of the bed 
I'm kind of on my knees with my feet hanging off the bed. And you were 69. Um, and he you were 69 with her. 69 with her. And he's fucking me doggy style. Mm-hmm. And I think Holly was even fucking Nadia with a strap on at the same time Ooh. or something like that. Mm. Or or licking her or something. Something was happening to Nadia's nether regions. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah. Jay comes inside me, he pulls out, and Nadia comes right in with her vacuum mouth and goes, <laughs> like, just sucks it out of my pussy. Slurps it all out. And, yeah. So it was a success and maybe a new bucket list thing that we both have to do. <laughs> well, speaking of bucket lists, uh, I was able to check something off of Yeah. So Jay and I were about to go to sleep. It was fucking 6 a.m., 7 a.m., the whole house had gone to bed, and you guys start having this gorgeous sixome, and Jay and I are about to go to sleep. We're like, oh, we'll watch a little bit and then go leave them to it, but just watching you guys with like the sunlight coming in, it was the most beautiful group sex or orgy that I have ever witnessed. Like it was because you guys have known each other for so long. There was just this, I felt this love radiating from this group. And I was like, I need to be part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Let me insert myself. Love me too. (laughs) So I, so we just like, I, I stripped off my clothes and I like look at Jay and I was like, Going in. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! And and we both kind of just like started to insert ourselves. And M says to me, "Hey, are you up for DP?" And I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I am." And he was like, "Okay, if you can't do that, you could do DVP." Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I had to think about it for like a hot second, and then. But I didn't think about it too much. So I think that was the key. It was like, just say yes. Mm-hmm. Just just do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's cool. But Yeah, I wonder you know. if you were distracted, right? Like the word you used, because it was in the middle of the threesome, right? Was this when we were all playing together and you whispered it to you? Is that when that Yeah. Happened? Yeah. So you were yeah. like in the moment, oh, okay, great. And probably just jumped right back in. Yeah. Long story short, I was able to check that off of my list. Mm-hmm. But after, it was basically like a DVP train. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. People out there listening, I would love to hear if you have experience with this. It's it's both very pleasurable, but also very painful. I experienced. It's like, you're really stretching it. Yeah. Your vagina is not meant for two dicks in it, really. Yeah. So here's my success with this is like, I have to be extremely turned on and really, really lubricated and just ready for that. And so when I got DVP'd in this particular DVP train, we had already done the six sum and then you guys joined in. And then I watched the two of you guys uh, girls get DVP'd. So then when it was my turn, T-Money lied on his back and I sat on top. And T-Money, the bottom always has to go in first is what we're finding. So for people who like want to know the logistics of this, uh, one guy lies on the floor or on a bed and then the girl is on top facing that guy. 
And the other guy comes in from behind, kind of like you would DP, except you're going in the pussy. So for me, it's almost like a little bit of a yoga breathing. So like as soon as they start to enter and I start to feel how tight it is, I almost squeeze my pussy a little bit to tighten it because then it clenches all my muscles. And then when I breathe out, it allows it to relax more. And so once I do that, it just kind of slides in a little bit better. And so you kind of have to start off a little bit slow and kind of work your way in that. And then eventually, I remember my DVP really pumped, like slammed, like fucked that way. And I was the one actually grinding back on the two dicks too. And it was really hot to just be like sandwiched in between two guys feeling so full. And I was so close to coming with just their dicks inside of me. Plus T-Money, like you mentioned this too, you were, you rode T-Money for a little bit and he's got like a great pubic bone area to grind on. Like when I leaned forward on top of him, it just perfectly hit my clit because in this position too, there's so many bodies that have to be sandwiched together. You can't get the wand in there, Mm -mm. which is really challenging for me because in the best of situations and in just regular one penis sex, I need clitoral stimulation because I have a tight pussy. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, so that was really challenging for me to like let go of the wand. And it's like, okay, just breathe through it, grind my clit on his pubic bone. So yeah, it it was really cool to discover that about him. That was a new discovery. (laughs) So when I was on top riding on his pubic bone, like I was like, wow, I was like so close to coming. Like if I always imagine like my orgasm is like a roller coaster, you know, that's kind of like the buildup when you get to the top. I felt like I was right at the top for such a long time. I was like, oh my God, I'm so close. I'm so close. I'm so close. And I know I need clit stimulation too. And so I reached in and stuck my hand in there and I just started rubbing my clit. And that's all I needed was like 10, 15 seconds later, boom, I I came on both of their dicks and it was so good. That was the first time I did DVP. I did it four times so far. That was my fourth time. That was the first time I was able to take that as hard as I did. And then I come next and I'm like, don't move, don't move, just stay. <laughs> Stay right there in that position. Okay, we did it, right? I can say I did it. Okay, get out. (laughs) Something to aspire to. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's what I love is how comfortable we all are, though, to like experience that together and to be honest and be like, okay, this kind of hurts a little bit. Okay, go a little slower. You know, and we are like, okay, okay, we'll do this. We'll try this. You want to do this? So, and having everyone kind of in service of that, it was really cool. Like, fluffing Jay to like get him ready while I was like, you know, getting into it, like on top of team money, everybody kind of got on the DVP train and something that was interesting for me, an aha moment for me is I have not typically been able to come in front of a group of people and I was able to this time. And I think there are a couple of factors here So number one, it was a smaller group. Some people might laugh. Eight people is a smaller group. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it was eight people. Well, I'm I'm one of those eight. So eight people that I really trust and feel so incredibly comfortable with. I think that at these big 17-person parties, it can be really overwhelming and overstimulating being in a group that big or 
even if not everybody's playing, and especially when when not everybody's playing, it can take you out of it, right? Because it's just overstimulation and so much going on. And, you know, if you feel that eyes are on you and you're not a true exhibitionist like me, I'm not a true exhibitionist, it's hard. It's hard to really let go and not think of, oh, what do I look like and make it performative? So I think one aspect to it was it was a smaller group of people that I really trusted. And number two, I closed my eyes, which might seem like such a simple thing, but when everybody's around and there are things going on, like when I started using the wand and Jay was fucking me, Jeb was getting into her DVP with mommy and the builder. I closed my eyes and I thought that they were just going at that. And so half the people who were not participating were just watching that. And so I could kind of let myself go in my head like, oh, nobody's watching me. There's something more interesting happening. So it is hard for me not to watch that typically, but I closed my eyes and just let her do her thing. Turns out I came, I opened my eyes and that had not been going on for like two full minutes. Yeah, like Everyone was time. just watching me. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I didn't know that because I wouldn't have come. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, All right. Close and your it eyes. reminds <laughs> every yeah, time. Yeah. Well, it. it reminds me of the time in Temptations when you fucked me. I think it was my first time with a strap on and I couldn't get out of my head. Everyone was standing around watching. And so you and Jay conspired and got me a mask and I was able to just like be in it with you and just have that moment with you, even though everybody was around watching. So yeah, that was a major aha moment for me. Like just close the world out by putting a mask on or closing my eyes. Jay, are you listening? You just have to have uh, a night mask or some mask uh, ready and handy in all of your... (laughs) In all situations. (laughs) Yeah. It just needs to be in our sex bag with all the vibrators, basically. Yeah. And that has to come out. I think that's a a nice tool in the toolbox for you. I'm glad you figured that out. Well, I was able to come again the next night. So this is when I put it together that I really like goal-oriented fucking. So the next night I was able to be uh, playful and curious with things because it was a smaller group of us. And also there were toys that I wanted to try that I hadn't tried before. So I went into it not thinking about it necessarily super sexually, but just like, hmm, let's try that. And if I don't like it after 10 seconds, I'll stop, you know? And this is the Sibian you're referring to? Sibian and fuck machine. Yes, that's And so, and I also wanted to talk to you about that. What are your thoughts on Sibian versus fuck machine? So Sibian is, it's basically like, it it reminds me of like a saddle that you sit on and there are different attachments on it and you can either have it inside of you or you can just have it vibrate, et cetera. And then the fuck machine is literally, it's like a dildo and it goes in and out of you. Yep. I've never seen such a contraption. You haven't. So cool. Oh wow. No. Yeah. So but I liked it. So yes. if we're comparing, I'm a fuck machine girl, not a Sibian girl. Okay, so I didn't use the fuck machine this particular weekend, but I would say that I've used a Sibian plenty of time. I'm the owner of the Sibian. We brought it. <laughs> so uh, I like it. It's just a lot of vibration. And so 
sometimes when you, you do clit stimulation with a, with a vibrator, it's more about like a concentrated area or a smaller area. So I find that I enjoy it. I like it, but I like the fuck machine better. Yeah. I liked the fuck machine, but it's a little bit scary because you need someone just manning it at all times. So the DJ, he was a great, what's the word I'm looking for? Like technician, controller, (laughs) because he, he was like, okay, I'm going to go a little bit faster. How does that feel? And it was like incrementally faster and Mm -hmm. like incrementally deeper. And I felt very taken care of and like I could really trust him because it's a fucking machine. Like, and if he presses one wrong button, it could be like, bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? So I I did it for a little while and then I was like, okay, I'm done. And, you know, I watched different things happen. One curious, interesting thing was mommy used a spreader, like, gynecological, what do you call it? Yeah, a, a speculum, a, a speculum. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And let us all look into her vagina. Oh my God. And guys, I cannot recommend this enough. It was one of the most interesting, cool experiences I have ever had. And we got a flashlight and we looked into it. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's the cervix. Like, yeah. And you could see the ridges on top. It's like, oh, that's the G spot that everybody talks about. It's so yeah, cool. so fascinating. And it was amazing when when it first opened up and everybody looked in to hear everybody's low whisper of, whoa, wow. And to the point where mommy was like, wait, I, I want to see some somebody get me a mirror. <laughs> and so we got a mirror and she was able to look inside herself. And like all of us girls were like, holy shit. Yeah, it was it was super cool to see the inside. I've never ever seen that before. So uh, I feel a lot more, uh, I guess, in the know about what I'm feeling now. When I'm, my fingers are inside, I can almost visualize it now. So I wonder if every vagina looks like that. Like, I don't know. We should definitely do it again with somebody else. So I don't know if they're as beautiful as mommies. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I feel like we hit kind of most of our highlights. And do you have any other takeaways that you wanted to share? No, I mean, I think that was everything. Just that uh, sober is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be a lot more on that journey for me, I think, that I'm going to be sharing. But we're almost at an hour here. So I think what we should do is maybe have a full episode dedicated to bringing a third to a party with you. What do you think? I think that's a great idea because that's a can of worms that'll probably last (laughs) another 45 minutes. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. I think there are some great positives to it and there are some challenging aspects to it. So I'm really excited to dive into that deeper next week. Yeah. So guys, you can email us at uh, girlsgondeep at gmail.com. Our Instagram original is no longer. So we have a new one. And V, what is the new one? It's girls gone deep pod. So girls gone deep P O D. So follow us there. It is a little bit sparse right now, but it will be getting some action very soon. Okay, cool. And then uh, thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life. They are a card game of have you ever all things sex and kink. So get your hands on your first deck with code gone deep to get 10% off. So thanks for tuning in guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.